a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some things you can do to step up your social media game? That's what we'll be talking about here on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, once again, and I am joined today by Bob Dahlstrom, marketing rep at Valley Telecommunications in Arizona. Thanks for joining me, Bob. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, Andy. Glad to be here. This is the first Arizonan on the podcast. Really? There's that, yeah. Wow, well, I feel honored. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we are uh, here live. You may hear a little bit of background noise here. At the, um, uh, we are in Nashville at the NTCA PR and Marketing Conference. Uh, so remember, it's a live broadcast. It's not background noise. It's ambiance. That's right. That's important. Um, so we're recording a series of episodes here, and this is the first one. Bob volunteered um, to, to go first. So wanted to jump into a few things that you guys are doing over there at Valley. So... One of the things that I noticed, uh, you guys have an active Twitter feed, um, several Facebook Live things that I'd like to get at um, uh, before and then get into kind of how you guys do social media. But let's just talk kind of first off, where are you on social media for the company? And then what do you do personally on social media? What platforms and everything? That's a good question. I, for Valley, we do a Facebook and a Twitter account like you mentioned. That's been so far our venture into the social media realm, and that's what we do. Um, and, and we've been pretty active with that. For me personally, ironically, I do not have a Facebook page. Really? I do not have my own Facebook account. Okay. Never have. I, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's because I am so focused on working for the companies and, and doing valleys and, and working on that that it's just, I, you know, I just never have put okay. my own out there. But I do have my own Twitter account. Okay. I do have my own Snapchat account. Okay. So you just skipped the, the, the big one, the first one or whatever. I did. And, and moved on to the other ones. Everybody in my family asks me, why don't you have a Facebook page? When are you going to do one? I was like, I just, at this point, it's like I'm focused on the other ones. I, you know, I, okay. I just kind of, like you said, I leapfrogged. Sure. Right and past wh- it. what is it that you like about Twitter and Snapchat that, um, that has, has drawn you there? Twitter and Snapchat, the two things I think that I like most about those is those are really for immediate. What's happening right there, sure. real time. Right. That's uh, something that really drew me into those. Snapchat took me a little while um, to to get into Snapchat. Uh, Twitter, I took to it like a like a duck to water. I mean, I really liked it. Liked the aspect of of seeing what was going on, interacting with all those followers out there, and adding my adding my part. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's get into to the work side of things. So on Facebook, uh, kind of what caught my eye and the reason I wanted to grab you for a, a podcast here is you guys have done several Facebook Live um, uh, episodes or streams, or I don't know what, what exactly the, the term would be there. But talk us through um, the reasons that you kind of wanted to do those. And in a minute, we'll get into um, into how you did it. But just in terms of, of why do it and then if you, if you guys saw the results you were looking for. Well, we were looking at our Facebook account when I took it over and watching the growth in it, because obviously you want, you want to reach people, right. talk to them about it. I mean, we're a company, so ultimately you want to tell people about your products and services sure. and make sure that word is getting out there. So how could we grow our audience? And one of the things we had never tried was Facebook Live. And our, the person who, who spurned me to do it is we have a gentleman in-house in our marketing department who was our, he's our video and audio guru. Okay. And everybody needs one of those. Everybody's got to have one of those. Right. Essential, right? Right. And, you know, he, he's the one that started looking into it and says, you know, we really need to do this. And 
it coincided with we were getting ready to do a giveaway um, and, and for a quarter. We do quarterly campaigns. And we're getting ready to do a giveaway. And he thought, why don't we, every month we're going to do a giveaway, let's do it live. Let's throw it out there on Facebook and see like what that. happens. And I was like, great. We've never done it. I'm excited. I don't, I'm all for trying new stuff. I, I'm not afraid to do that. So let's try it. And once we convinced our, our supervisor, our boss, it was okay, we went ahead and did it, and we really got a good response from it. We noticed it moved the needle, I guess you could say. So, okay. so then we started looking at other ways we could incorporate Facebook Live. And have you guys implemented some of those other ways or still kind of in the works? Well, we have. We've done it from, now we've done it from uh, some PR events we've done. Okay. We've I actually, think those are the ones that I saw. Probably right. the ones yeah. most recently that you've seen, are like, almost like the man in the street. It's, yes. And it's usually me. In front of the, in <laughs> you front are of the, the man in the street. Yeah. I am the man in the street, right in front of the camera, and and talking about why we're at the events we are. Come down and see us, tagging, putting tags on there, and all that, and trying to really uh, show people that we're we're out in the community. We're out here. Come see us now. You see me. You come out here. You talk to me. We'll say hi. Let's, and you know, have any questions? I'll answer for you, and we go from there. I think the interaction is important there, but I think it's also, too, um, when you're positioning yourselves in the mind of people, you know, you're not this faceless you know, phone company, that monopoly word gets thrown out, you know, the, you're not this, this faceless corporate thing. You're real people out there, you know, like you said, talking to real people. Yeah, it, you know, when you're a local provider, when you're a rural company, I think it's important for people to realize that, I mean, if you're an internet provider like we are, you're obviously competing against people in a lot of your areas that are much bigger than you. Sure the faceless, as we were talking right. about companies who shall not be named. And you need to make people realize that, yeah, you have a presence. You live in the community. You work in the community. You're a customer just like they are. When they say, I, I live behind the Circle K, you know exactly where that is. Sure. And you can talk to them about that. I think that's important. And Facebook Live has really helped us bring that to social media. Okay. So let's talk about the, the how. So did you guys, when you're, you're doing this, um, you just kind of uh, wing it or had this something you promoted a lot or were people surprised to see it or in terms of the technical, um, you know, we can get into that too in terms of what, what equipment, that kind of stuff. Um, Cause it doesn't take a whole lot to, to do it. Right. It's super easy. Uh, I have the equipment right in my pocket. Okay. I mean, I just use my phone, sure. my smartphone. I have an iPhone and Ralph, the other guy, gentleman I work with, he takes my smartphone, add the Facebook app to it, log into our account. And it's really easy. It, you'd be surprised how easy it is to do it from, you want to make sure you've got a good connection, whether it be Wi-Fi sure. or, or just a, a cellular data connection, because as you know, that messes with the audio, syncing up with the video, those kinds of things. Right. And that's really all it takes. Were you guys on Wi-Fi when you did yours, do you remember, or was it cellular? Do you remember? We've done both. The, okay. When we did the Comic-Con, that was the first time we'd ever done that event. It was an inaugural event. As we were changing up some of our events we did, we thought we'd give that one a try. Okay. That one we used Wi-Fi there at the college. That's where it was. And, and that one was not bad. A lot of people sharing the, the Wi-Fi, so it wasn't bad. The second one was strictly from our cellular data connection. Okay. But both of them worked well enough? Both of them worked very well. Okay. We tested the signal first, mm -hmm. make sure we had a good connection. As far as you talking about promoting it, we first of all, we got together and planned it a little bit. We laid it out. Okay, this is what we want to say. This is what... This is where we're going to set up. What do we want to show in the background? Who do we want to talk to if we're going to talk to people? And promoting it, we didn't do it too far in advance because the first thing we wanted to do first was promote, hey, we're going to be at this event. Sure. Come see us. And usually maybe the day before the event and that day, we would say, be sure to tune in at this time or watch our Facebook feed for our live talking about this or we're going to do this. We might give away something. Be sure to tune in. 
Okay. Those kinds of things that generate a little interest. And so do you have, and you may or may not remember, but are most of the folks watching it live or are most of the folks watching it, because it lives still on your Facebook page later, so I don't know what kind of, how much you can get into the analytics, but are most people tuning in live or do people pick it up kind of on that, that long tail later on um, down the road? It, it appears right now most people are watching it after, okay. after the fact. We've had uh, several people, a handful of people watch it live. Okay. And have actually come down to the events we're at and say, hey, I saw you on Facebook Live. And, uh, but a lot of them are comments after the fact, after they've watched it, after it's uh, been posted okay. to our Facebook page. One last question about Facebook Live before we move on to Twitter. But have sure. you seen, you mentioned, um, uh, is it a comic convention at the, at the college? Correct. Um, have you seen certain time, types of events uh, or even certain times of day, things like that affect the, the viewership? Are there certain types of events you know you're going to have a better audience or certain times of day that seem to work better? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, there are certain times of the day that are and week, days of the week that are better than others. Okay. The Comic-Con was on a Friday night and all day Saturday. The Friday night, and it was a brand new event, so it was inaugural. So people, I think some people weren't sure what to make of it. So it was kind of funny. The Friday night, we had a, we had a pretty decent um bunch of people see it and, okay. and respond to it but the next day once people realized what was going on there and what was happening there and what we were doing there as each video progressively got more and more views oh that's a good sign yeah that was a really good sign so i think people were starting to get it what that event was about and that we noticed was real interesting so obviously i think the event played part of that but also like i said it was a friday night people weren't sure about it all day saturday people really tuned in and the Home Expo we did just uh, two weeks ago, the Home Expo we did, we did Facebook Live there. We had been promoting that already because we were a sponsor of that. Um, we had, that was probably the most watched video we've had as far as the analytics show on that. Okay, excellent. That was good insight. Yeah. Um, so moving on to Twitter, because I know you guys are pretty active there. Um, let's talk about how, first of all, how social media works within your organization, if you don't mind. So do you, are you the guy that gets everything if a customer you know, posts something or whatever? Does it all go through one person? Do you have it split up across a team? How do you guys do social media? You know, when we first started doing it, we weren't really sure how, the, how to do it, how, sure. to di- how to divide it up and right. what have you. So we finally have have refined it. So yes, now I am the person that all that flows through. Okay. I have a backup, if if you will, if you want to call it that. I do have a backup. Um, One of our marketing reps, Heather, helps me with that. But we always try to talk about what we want to talk about on social media. We try to strategize a little bit, put together a calendar, but understanding that that's fluid. I mean, you don't want to get stuck in the it's Tuesday, I have to put this down. Or it's Thursday, I have to do this at 3 o'clock. Sure. You don't want to get tied into that because then it it just, it doesn't feel right. Right. It feels forced and artificial on social media. So, I mean, go with it. I mean, if you have something that you planned on doing and then something really amazing comes up and it's like, that's a great idea. Um, We're going to do that instead. And then change to that. I like that. So, you always keep that in mind. Don't Don't get so stuck and rigid that you can't, that's not what social media is. I think that's sometimes people kind of lose sight of that in, sure. in a business environment. Just be fluid. Just be fluid as you can. 
Just have a plan, but be ready to change that plan. Absolutely. I like Plans it. are meant to be changed. Right. Well, let's talk about Twitter because you guys are more active than a lot of the other telcos that I've seen. Um, you know, and we've all seen it, and you know, we've all most all have been guilty of it. You know, you get on one platform, uh, whatever it is, whether it's Twitter or Tumblr or you know whatever, yeah. and then it just kind of kind of dies. So what what do you guys um, when you're looking at right now? You're just on Facebook and Twitter, correct? That's correct. So are you putting pretty much the same thing on both channels, or do you change it up between what you're tweeting and what you're posting on Facebook? For the most part, it's the same thing. But what we do not do, a lot of people have set it up where if you post on Facebook, it automatically puts it on Twitter. Right. I don't do that. Sounds easy. Sounds easy, but it'll never fit. Obviously, well, Twitter just increased. They doubled the amount of characters you can do. But even at 280 characters, you're probably putting more than that on your Facebook feed. It's never all going to fit. And that's one thing that always drives me crazy, by, by the way, between Twitter and Instagram. People do the same thing where it's always like dot, dot, dot. And you sure. have to click on the Instagram, which, you know, right. sends you to Instagram. But I, I think it shows more of an effort. It shows more that you're really trying to, you really are on the Twitter platform. Right. You really are on the Facebook platform. And what, what you do is, is modeled for that. So, I mean, I... I will post on Facebook, then I will take that post and modify it for Twitter. Okay. Almost always. 90% of the time, that's what we do. Okay. So I try to mirror them. Twitter, Twitter, a little bit, I'll try to do a little bit more on the fly and may do more at an event. Okay. Again, more immediate things on right. Twitter than Facebook, say. Just because of the nature of the medium. Exactly. Just because that's the, the general gist of Twitter. Is it's right now, it's immediate. This is happening. Okay. Well, let's talk about interaction. Um, so on, is the audience similar? I guess two parts here. So is the audience similar on Facebook and on Twitter? And then do they interact with you guys differently on the two channels? You know, they're not the same. Okay. And they do not interact the same. All right. Yeah, you're totally different. Facebook, I think people feel more comfortable in interacting with, a com- say, a business like us. Sometimes a little too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, sometimes a little too comfortable. Right. You, do, you do have to realize that those mediums have no filter, right. you know, unless you set them on your specific account. Right. But, you know, you, you have to be ready to accept the good with the bad, especially on Facebook. On Facebook, people, you want them to sing your praises and say, man, my internet connection, as an example, is fantastic. But then on the flip side, you have to be ready to talk to people that say, my connection is slow, it's buffering, what's going on, I'm not happy. How do you handle that? And you have to be ready to do that both ways. And be pretty consistent. I mean, if you tell somebody, hey, thank you for being a customer. Thank you for saying all that stuff about us. That's fantastic. We appreciate you. And then somebody on the same side that says, I am not happy with my connection right now. I almost always, and somewhere in there, I'll put, and we mean it. We're sincere. Thank you for being a customer. Hmm. But I'm going to look into it. And here's who I'm going to talk to. I'm going to talk to Michelle at our office in Safford. I'm going to talk to our tech support. I'm going to talk to Lynn in tech support and have them research for this, and I'll get back to you. And I do, or the tech support, we always get back with them. We always follow up. Okay. Yeah, that would be important to actually do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, right? absolutely. Don't just don't just say it and then sure. never follow up with it. Yeah, absolutely follow up with it and say what you're and do what you're going to say. Sure. And so you guys leave those comments out where people can see them and everything, right? Because then that shows that you guys are responsive, that sort of thing. As long as they're appropriate for all ages. Well, sure. We do. Those ask, those stay on there. It's important. I think people need to understand that you're very real. You're not you're not just showing the good side. There are, you know, people have some hiccups and things happen, and we want to deal with those as well. And we want people to know we're not perfect, but we're doing the, we're doing a we have a great product and we want to talk to you. We want a place for you to actually talk to us and know that you're going to get some kind of a resolution. 
Excellent. Well, I think that's good insight all the way around with what you guys are doing on social media. We are right about 15 minutes, so I think we're going to record a part two of this podcast here in a minute. Um, but, uh, Bob, I do appreciate you for uh, joining me, and uh, thanks thanks for being on the, the first guest of the, the podcast. We'll get started here on part two in just a second. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. He is Bob Dahlstrom, marketing rep from Valley Telecommunications in Arizona. I'm Andy Johns, and I am enjoying hosting the podcast here in Nashville. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.